Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. With days to spare before a potential first ever government default, President Joe Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy reached final agreement on Sunday on a deal to raise the nation's debt ceiling and work to ensure enough Republican and Democratic votes to pass the measure in the coming week. Well, so how are Asian markets reacting to this latest development and what risks are ahead? Well, joining us on the phone today is Sunny. Hamid, who's the director for wealth management at Financial Alliance, to tell us more. Sunny, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, Hamid. Thank you for joining me today. So, you know, White House and Republican negotiators, they've reached a tentative deal to raise the U.S. debt ceiling and, of course, avert a default that has threatened to send tremors through the global economy. I mean, the bill has been lined up for a vote this Wednesday. How are Asian markets reacting to this news? Kind of a mixed picture you would expect mm-hmm. Asian markets by and large to be to be higher but um, for example just look at STI mm-hmm. it's um, really at the brown neutral mm-hmm. um, if you look at yeah, Indonesia it's down, down about 0.7 Malaysia it's flat mm-hmm. um, Korea is flat um, of course we had a few uh, positive numbers from Australia and such but um, like I mentioned uh, you would expect this news to pump up the market a bit, but yeah. uh, it looks as though it's a little bit um, on the, still on on a second gear, probably. So not up to your expectations, <laughs> huh? <laughs> um, given the hype around um, or fear around mm-hmm. the, the breakdown of talks, mm-hmm. um, given that uh, now we have something well ten, still tentative, mm. uh, one would have expected a little bit more from the market. Yeah, but I mean, we still have to wait for that vote this Wednesday, but what can we expect this deal to actually look like? That's a tricky part. Mm. Um, I think um, we've already seen some some Democrats and even Republicans who were not privy to the actual negotiation mm-hmm. itself come out to say that they may not support or they will not support mm-hmm. the, uh, the vote itself. Um, so at the end of the day, um, it's still up in the air. Um, mm-hmm. We still have to pass the House, which, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, uh, on Wednesday itself. Uh, but having something instead of nothing is probably um, how we should see it at this point in time. Mm-hmm. What eventually comes out of it um, is still, um, details are, are still very sketchy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard to say uh, uh, what it means by when they say um, it's, uh, the, the debt ceiling is suspended until January the 1st, 2025. Does mm-hmm. that mean that the government uh, is able to continue to spend? Uh, how much yeah. of a limit is there? And so, so details are a little bit sketchy at mm-hmm. this point. But I mean, if let's say they do vote and you know it goes through expectations and they, they do meet, meet that vote, uh, have those votes and the deal goes ahead, can we then sigh, uh, uh, have a big relief of a sigh? <laughs> uh, yes, I think, uh, well, half of the market will will, relief, uh, will have a big sigh of relief. Mm-hmm. Another half of the market, which includes myself, will say that, you know, it was bound to happen mm-hmm. all the while. I mean, uh, if, if you're old enough, old enough like myself and have sat through a few of these episodes in the past, mm-hmm. they always get it done by, by, by the deadline. I mm-hmm. mean, no one across the aisle, whether Republican <laughs> or Democrat, wants to be known as the party which caused the first default in, in, mm-hmm. in the U.S. Uh, in modern times. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think um, it was 
expected that something will be hashed out. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so to that, and probably that's one reason why the market isn't rallying that strongly. Maybe I half see. the market was happy, half the market was expecting it. But I mean, okay, let's say I mean Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. She has warned that an extension must be finalized by June fifth to avoid a historic default that could that would send borrowing costs soaring. So. What let's say they go over this deadline and they don't reach a, a deal? What is the what, what would a worst case scenario be? You know, effectively, the U.S. It's quite unlikely that the U.S. will default. I mean, um, not raising the debt ceiling is one thing, mm-hmm. uh, which means that the government uh, effectively um, has to balance its, its revenue and expenditure. Mm-hmm. What it means that the government could uh, option number one theoretically mm-hmm. um, stop spending on some essential services, mm. um, social services. Um, that means channeling money away from what we call the normal government expenditure mm-hmm. to paying its obligation on its government debt. Mm. So it still meets the obligation as government debt, that, that, i.e. it doesn't default. Mm-hmm. It effectively, uh, inverted commas, defaults on payment that it is supposed to pay to these uh, government sectors, to government contractors and such, which mm-hmm. is a better option from that perspective. And mm. secondly is all, all of this debt is in US dollars. Theoretically, mm. they could print, uh, effectively could print to pay, pay, pay off its debt. So it's going to take a technicality Mm-hmm. Uh, effectively to, to, to result in a default uh, because it's very hard to see the U.S. intentionally uh, putting itself in a position where it actually doesn't pay its debt. Mm, okay, okay. So to, let's say, to prepare for this worst-case scenario, then how should investors allocate their assets to mitigate these risks that can come through this worst-case scenario? Or is it too late for investors to, you know, reallocate their assets now? Well, I guess it, it, it depends on what type investor uh, you are. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, if you are a long-term investor, sometimes these events are part and parcel of what we call uh, the cycle. Um, so you tend to either just ease off a little bit on risky assets, um, but not totally, um, just to lower down the volatility. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't totally like get out of the markets unless you're a trader. Mm. If you're a trader, you're looking to put a position on. And if you, if you are not the type who wants to take massive surprises, then you will probably exit the market. Mm. Uh, but there are, but on the other hand, there are traders who would take this as an, as an opportunity to take a bet. So, so, uh, yeah, so the, the short answer to, a difficult, to the difficult question is it really depends on what type of investor mm-hmm. you are. I mean, economists have also warned that even a short default could prompt the loss of hundreds of thousands of jobs. What would that do to markets worldwide? Um, it's unprecedented. I think the last time the U.S. kind of um, did not pay its obligation was mm-hmm. due to a technical situation. I think um, the system broke down, if I remember correctly. So, it, so everybody knew it wasn't because it didn't want to or they were unwilling mm-hmm. to but because of a technical issue right. um, if they were to do so this time around um, if it was a technical issue and it was just a matter of missing the deadline by a few days the markets may not react that badly mm-hmm. knowing that it's not an intentional it's unlike maybe let's say Sri Lanka or mm-hmm. Russia and such which which defaulted uh, because they couldn't pay Mm. Um, so the markets could give uh, uh, the US government a free pass meaning to say they would react that negatively um, mm. there's one thing which is very important which is um, the debts are coming due uh, at different maturities so it's not all at one time 
So mm. if they actually don't pay, it'll probably be a, a group of treasury coupons that they don't pay at this particular point. Mm-hmm. To my understanding, there's no cross-default. And mm. cross-default basically is terms within those those treasury bills which says that if you don't pay one, everything along the whole spectrum will default. I, I believe that's not the case. Mm-hmm. So it could just affect uh, a small portion. We mm-hmm. could see rating agencies put in a technical default. And this is really assuming they don't pay uh, mm-hmm. a, technical, a temporary technical default, which they could lift um, after the situation uh, warrants. I see. I see. But speaking of treasury bills, I mean, JP Morgan estimates that the ri- the raising of the debt ceiling is expected to be followed by the issuance of about $1.1 trillion in new treasury bills over the next seven months. I mean, what does this potentially mean for bank res- Reserves. I believe there are concerns that it could worsen the current trend of deposits outflows and put more pressure on liquidity available to banks. What are your thoughts on this, Sani? Um, the market's actually focusing on, on something related to this, which is the, they call it the uh, General Treasury Account, mm-hmm. the GTA. It is actually the, the checking account or the banking, so-called inverted commas, the banking account that the government Holds at the Fed or, or, or has with the Federal mm-hmm. Reserve. It is it is the account which the government receives tax payments and makes um, expenditure payments and such. Okay, um, when the debt ceiling was hit uh, in a couple of weeks ago, um, it meant that they could not issue new debt, mm. and they had to draw down on the existing cash that they had in the in the general treasury account. Um, that account typically is kept at a certain level. It's mm-hmm. gone down to really very low levels. So mm-hmm. relating to what you just said and J.P. Morgan has said, mm-hmm. what would happen is the government, because it, it was prevented from issuing a whole bunch of debt prior to mm-hmm. this because it had reached the debt ceiling, would then sell a lot of debt onto the market. Mm-hmm. And when there's a sale, whether it's to replenish this general treasury account, whether it's to pay uh, outstanding debts or outstanding payments and such, you would see an outflow of liquidity from the market. Mm-hmm. So you would see a short squeeze, a short, a temporary squeeze in terms of liquidity in the markets, which could be negative actually for, for risky assets. Because mm-hmm. as we all know, uh, bonds and even stocks uh, they tend to do better when, when there's all liquidity in the market. I see, I see. I'm, I mean, there is also reportedly some concern that the U.S. debt crisis could have a limited impact on China and that the higher yield of U.S. treasuries than Chinese government bonds will trigger hedges and speculative action that will bring risk to Chinese financial markets. Are these valid concerns? It really was already warped into a, a default scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, see, the, the problem is well, rather, the issue is everybody theoretically holds U.S. Treasury. Mm-hmm. Um, central banks across the world have U.S. dollars in their international reserves, which they so-called recycle into U.S. Treasuries. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it could send a signal to everybody to say that, oh, even the U.S. government could technically default. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you know, this talk about de-dollarization would just gather steam and, 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 and so on. So there could be repercussions, mm-hmm. um, 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 both in terms of that. And so, yes, if I now know that the U.S. government could politically put, mm-hmm. set itself up for defaults year after year after year, mm-hmm. um, I would charge higher yields on, on U.S. treasuries. Mm-hmm. But if you want to borrow money from me, I'll charge you a higher yield. <laughs> so there could be repercussions from this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one which I think uh, increasingly will be on everybody's radar is um, the U.S. 
interest rate payments by the U.S. government on its outstanding debt is increasingly getting higher and higher and higher. Um, And that could pose a problem because we all know, um, uh, even for households itself, um, Mm -hmm. if your interest payments uh, reach a certain level, uh, it is very detrimental to Mm -hmm. your overall spending and such. I see, I see. I mean, in 2011, lawmakers did come to an agreement on raising the debt limit just hours before the U.S. would have defaulted. And then two days later, SNP, they downgraded U.S. debt for the first time in history. And it took two months for stocks to recover the losses resulting from that downgrade and the initial sell-off leading up to that so-called X date when the government no longer has the ability to meet all of its financial obligations. But Sonny, could history repeat itself? Well, I can't say no. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the uh, S&P still remains the only one which has so-called downgraded. Yeah. I think Modi and Fitch um, still maintains the U.S. at AAA. Mm-hmm. Um, whether another such episode in this case, which mm-hmm. is keeping things all the way to the wire, would prompt the other two rating agencies to move, right. now, now that could actually cause something similar to what we saw in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, but mind you, separately, we also still have the issue of rising interest rates in the U.S., potentially mm-hmm. rising, potentially uh, higher interest rates in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Inflation remains sticky. Um, uh, um, uh, growth numbers remain fairly weak. So mm-hmm. all of this still is plays into the whole overall macro picture. I see, I see. So, I mean, I believe the U.S. debt ceiling, the deal, the vote on Wednesday will be one of the biggest thing moving markets this week. But what else should investors be keeping an eye on this week? Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Any other macro data at this particular point mm-hmm. can wait, I believe. <laughs> so it's really a question. Because if, like I mentioned, if, if yeah. this is what we call um, uh, probably a, a moderately low probability, mm-hmm. high-impact high event. Mm-hmm. If, if some of the lawmakers, like what we've heard them saying, uh, are against the, uh, this, this hash-together deal, Mm-hmm. Um, and they, and it doesn't pass. Um, there's not much time because right. again the X date has uh, uh, Janet Yellen has said is what uh, June fifth, mm-hmm. um, and so you know markets will be very jittery if, if it doesn't pass. I see. Well, thank you so much, Sonny. I'll be Thanks keeping an eye on Wednesday <laughs> this week. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today, Sonny. Thank Sunny. you for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. We've been speaking with Sonny Hamid, who's the Director for Wealth Management at Financial Alliance. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.